Hi, it's Jennifer, a founder of Go Kid Go and a mom to two kids. Join my family on the story train with calm conductor Birdie each night as we travel through the magic rainbow tunnel to everywhere and anywhere to find the best bedtime stories. Search for Story Train on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm on my way to the town of Delrin. It's a ways away, so I'm taking a shortcut through this forest. This is a fairly remote area. Delrin is the nearest town, but it's still a day's travel away, even with this shortcut. It's been a good while since I came across anyone. It's been pretty peaceful, actually, just walking alone with my thoughts on this sunny day. There are birds chirping in the trees, and I even got to see a deer a little bit ago. But I'm taken entirely by surprise when I hear the sound of a horse's gallop. Turning around, I see a beautiful brown horse with someone in full armor riding it. A very impressive someone. Among the items on the horse is a shield with a crest I don't recognize, but assume is for some kingdom nearby. This must be a knight. What is a knight doing alone in this forest? Could he be traveling to Delrin too? As he approaches me, he brings his horse to a stop and pulls off his helmet. Hello, traveler. I'm Sir Blaze, knight of Candron Castle. I'm tracking a beast summoned by the terrible wizard Movar. It's a bluish-black creature, like a lion, but with six legs and three tails. It has these big, sharp teeth and a growl that you wouldn't believe. That's certainly... something. I haven't seen anything like it. Oh, I suspected as much. It went this way long before you came, and I don't think I'd be talking to you if you had come across it. Only the best can hope to fight this beast off. Though I see that long sword on your back. Perhaps I would be talking to you if you had come across it. You want to find it? Why? Find it. Kill it. Oh. I see. The beast has recently passed through this forest. I'm not convinced it's safe to be here until I've caught up with it, because it might come back. Where are you on your way to? I'm heading to Delrin. I can give you a ride there. Louis here can fit two people with ease. I really don't want to bother you. It sounds like you've got an important job to do, finding this... thing. Well, I'll be able to pick up its path again easily enough, but I cannot leave you here with this creature on the loose. Please, I insist. I guess you're right. Sure. Thank you. I hop on the horse, and we start making our way through the forest. Blaze instructs me to keep an eye out for his nefarious beast, just in case we cross paths with it. He tells me that if we come across it, I should take Louis and ride away as fast as I can while he dismounts to fight it. He also tells me that the creature should be a ways away, so I hope it won't come to that. While I don't see any beast, I do catch a flash of bright white fur. I point it out to Blaze, and he slows Louis down to a slow trot as we retrace our steps. A sad whine rings out through the trees, and when we clear them, I see a white horse laying on the ground. Wait, this horse has a horn. This is a unicorn. She seems to have a few cuts on her legs and some scratches on her back. Her mane is matted and her fur is dirty. Blaze jumps off Louis and walks over to her. 
the unicorn lets him approach, only watching him warily as he pulls out a small kit. From the kit, Blaze grabs a roll of bandages, showing them to the unicorn before carefully wrapping them around the cuts on her legs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, girl. It's, it's gonna be okay. We'll get you patched up in no time. Do you know what happened? It was the beast. The one I'm looking for. I'd recognize its work clear as day. I think she was attacked by surprise. Unicorns are fast when they want to be, and thankfully she managed to get away, but... It looks like she sustained some damage in the process. Is there anything else we can do for her? Well, I know that a maiden's embrace would fully heal her. Really? That sounds, uh, made up. Really? I thought it was nonsense until one of my fellow knights saw it happen. In fact, she was the one who hugged the unicorn. Alright. Where are we going to find a maiden? We're going to search the forest. It's sparsely populated, but a few people do live here. And we're going to find them. Do you find this as ridiculous as I do? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Blaze does his best to make sure the unicorn is as comfortable as she can be. He makes her a pillow out of leaves and gives her a few berries to eat. Then we set off to search for a maiden. Somehow, this feels both very silly and very serious. Blaze directs his horse in a pattern he assures me will cover the most ground as fast as possible. We have time to spare, but neither of us wants to leave the unicorn injured on the forest floor for any longer than we have to. What exactly is a maiden, anyway? Is it just... a woman? We're searching the forest for a girl? As far as I know, yes. Hmm. I don't understand why it needs to be a maiden who heals the unicorn. Nor do I, Ryan. How the ancient magics work, or why they care about gender, we may never know. I just know that if we can't find our maiden, I'll have to tend to the unicorn with old-school medicine. And I do not want to do that. Well, I'll file a complaint with the ancient magics for you. (laughs) I'd appreciate it. My battle training may be superb, but my medical training... less so. My parents wanted me to be a healer, a fact I'm sure they'd remind me of if they were here. (laughs) Well, what brought you to becoming a knight, if not the medical training? I wish I had some noble answer for you, like to fight for truth and justice, but honestly, it just looked fun. King Crane's land is peaceful, and his knights don't fight other kingdoms, except at officially sanctioned tournaments, of course. We could do all sorts of things, though, from delivering the king's correspondences to faraway places, to helping farmers deal with pests, to searching out nearby threats to our people. That's what I'm doing right now. Oh, hey, is that a house over there? Oh, yeah, looks like it. We approach a lonely homestead in the middle of the forest. It's a small, cozy cabin among the trees, with a little garden and woodshed. There are stables next to it, and a single horse inside. The plants around the cabin seem to be tended to, as opposed to the other flora that grows wild in the forest. I see someone nearby gathering firewood, and Blaze rides up to her. Hello there. Hi. Uh, what do you want? We're looking for someone to help us heal a unicorn. It sounds odd, but we need a maiden to, uh, embrace the unicorn. Are you a maiden? Yes. Please, will you come with us? We need your help. I promise that no harm will come to you under my watch. 
I am Sir Blaze, Knight of Candron Castle, and I will protect you. I'm just Ryan, but I'll try to keep you safe too. Okay, just give me a minute. I'm Leah, by the way. I don't usually run off with strangers, but you two seem nice enough. And I want to meet a unicorn. Leah runs inside and comes back out wearing a cloak and carrying a bag. She goes to the stables and mounts her horse, then tells Blaze to lead the way. In almost no time at all, we arrive back where the unicorn is. Blaze has an excellent sense of direction. The unicorn is still lying on the ground, but seems to be doing a little better. Leah gasps when she sees the injured animal. She jumps off her horse and heads towards the unicorn, but then hesitates. What do I do? Just hug the unicorn? Yes, I think. Okay. Hi there. Is it okay if I come over to you? I'm sorry you're hurt, but I'm going to try to help you. Thank you, Leah. You speak! Unicorns can talk! What's going on? I do not know how to answer that. Yes, I speak your language. Is that not obvious? Sorry, you just surprised me. I suppose that is only fair. It is not often that we speak with humans. It is truly an honor. As a token of my thanks for your help, I will answer a question from each of you. I have a limited view of things that will come to pass, and an even greater view of why things are as they are. Blaze, what is your question? Where will I find the beast I am tracking? You will find it on the southern edge of the forest tomorrow. You will be able to eat and rest tonight before you fight it. Leah, what is your question? Will I be accepted when I go back home? Yes, Leah. Your fears are unfounded. Your friends and family love you for who you are. Orion, what is your question? Why did you need a woman to heal you? It is because of the ancient magics. That doesn't really answer my question. Magic is complicated, Orion, and old magic is even more so. There are many, many variables, and sometimes gender plays a part. Other times, it's age or location or what you ate for your midday meal three days ago. It does not need to make sense or be logical. Even new magic can be held to these same complications. The magic that pertains to me and my kind is incredibly intricate. I don't understand magic. And I don't understand humans. (laughs) Fair enough. I can tell you that you will understand magic more in the days to come. I guess that's a good thing. Thanks. I will be on my way now. Again, I thank you all for your aid. It has greatly hastened my recovery. Of course. Well, that sure was something. Thank you for helping us, Leah. Anytime. Not that there will be another time. Yeah, I'd certainly hope so. But if there is, count me in. You have about a week to come to me for any of your forest needs. Then I'll be back in Middle Rush. Leah, if I may ask, what did you mean about people accepting you when you return home? Well, I... uh... 
You don't have to tell us. No, it's okay. My town isn't exactly expecting Leah to return. I left almost a year ago as a different person to spend some time alone in the forest and sort things out. I told my friends I would be back in a year from when I left. I didn't tell them anything else. I'm going back in a week. Oh, I've been there, Leah. You have? Well, not your exact situation. I didn't go live in a forest for a year, but I left my town to become a knight. And when I came back to visit, I was Blaze. Sir Blaze, in both senses of that word. And everything was more than just okay. It was great. That makes me feel a lot better. I'm happy for you, too. And look at what the unicorn said. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll be fine. Speaking of being fine, now that we know the beast will be on the south side of the forest, I think it's safe for me to go on my way to Delrin alone. I agree, but are you sure that you don't want to ride to the edge of the forest? I'll be good. Walking is nice. Well, in that case, Leah, will you allow me to escort you to your cabin? Only if you will allow me to make you dinner. I suppose I'll need my strength to fight the beast tomorrow. I accept your most gracious offer. Ryan, are you sure you don't want to join us? I'm sure. Thank you, though. Feel free to come and visit me in Middle Rush any time. Uh, after next week, that is. <laughs> it was lovely to meet you. You too. We say our goodbyes, and Blaze and Leah head off on their horses. I suspect they'll have a lot to talk about over dinner, and I want to give them the space to do that. Something tells me they're going to be fast friends. I hope Leah will be alright returning home next week, and that Blaze will be okay after fighting his great beast tomorrow. But it seems like they're both prepared for the challenges. They're going to come out of them better than ever. Thank you for sidequesting with us. This episode, Shining Armor, was written and produced by Tao Minir. The voice of Sir Blaze was Sawyer Green, and the voice of Leah was Ali Chatal Tepe. The unicorn was voiced by Tina Daniels. The voice of Ryan was Tao Minir. A big thanks to Anne, Ilya, Jesse, Kyle, and E.L. Thackeray for supporting this episode. If you like sidequesting, you might like Transmission Folklore, an audio drama about two trans folks driving up the Mississippi River to escape a siren, all the while trying to balance school, friends, and the terrifyingly new world of magic that awaits them. Here's the trailer. This is not a kidnapping. That's what this looks like, right? I walked over there, I saw that person. I saw them swimming. But the person looked at you and motioned to come closer. He waved a hand and swam a little further in and I saw it. I saw that he had this slick tail. I watched you walk towards the water though. And then he took his small hand and he pushed you under the water. I thought you were gonna die. This whole adventure is a lot. Can we go back? No. Why not? I know stories 
and no one else was around to help you. I didn't want this to be the story that you died in. Transmission folklore. Listen on your favorite podcasting app. Once upon a time, there was a girl who dreamed of flying through the stars, who dared to resist injustice, who lived to a beat and a rhythm that was all her own. Her name was Chloe, Frida, Oprah, Celia Cruz, Josephine, Greta, Ruth, Alice. One day, she wondered, could today be the beginning of something new? This was her one opportunity to do something, something big. So that's exactly what she did. Along the way, she discovered that she wasn't alone. Her body felt strong, her mind sharp. She was prepared to work as hard as it took. Her words were making a real change, and she felt powerful. I'm Gail King. I'm Andrea Day. I'm Diane Gibbons. I'm Lindsay Vaughn. I'm Jamila Jamal. I'm Anita Hill. I'm Brenda Chapman. I'm Alana Glazer. And this is Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio.